if you small chunk your goals into daily bite-sized practice, you can do anything that you want. Think long-term, not short-term. And in a couple of years, you'll have everything that you desire. It sounds too good to be true until you start doing it and making progress, which doesn't even take too long. And then you realize that it's true. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, come on in. It's time to get some, uh, you know, some courage. Let's get some hip-hip and go information that'll get us over that little hump of something goes wrong in life so we can have a better life. That way we can help somebody else in the future. You know, do the old pay it forward. Help them so they can help them and they can help somebody and keep going. So, all right, today, our topic, hey, we're going to talk about uh, some self-improvement, some uh Really wanted to get to this part here. It's some traveling. Okay, this is good. All right, this guy here, he can consider himself a uh, self-improvement fanatic. Uh, going into the cold showers and daily meditation. I don't know about the cold showers now, but we'll find out how things work. Cold showers and meditation since he was in college. He said in the last four years he traveled the world and lived in over 30 countries. This is going to be amazing. So welcome to the show, Edward Sturm. Thanks, Professor. Can I, do I call you Professor? Thanks. <laughs> What's the old thing? As long as you don't call me late for supper, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> now, James, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. So, <laughs> Thank you a, for having me. Hey, I appreciate you reaching out to me and uh, getting uh, we're getting together and getting on here. Because this is, a, to me, it's amazing getting to travel the world. I mean, yeah, this, you yeah, know, this yeah. is something, I don't know if everybody, most people, a majority, but a lot of people say, boy, I sure love to travel the world, and they don't get anywhere, and that would be me. I've been, like we talked to before we got started, been to a few places outside the U.S., uh, but I would like to travel the world more, and so for you to be able to do that, to me, that's incredible and amazing. That's taking on what we call some perseverance. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait so where would you like to travel to? I mean, Mad- you told me you went to Madagascar, which I think is very remarkable. I've never been to Madagascar. Well, I haven't been to Madagascar itself, but between Madagascar and the east coast of Africa, those four little islands in between there, the Camorra Islands. So, but yeah, that, and again, had a little, it's like six hour layover in Germany, 18 hour in Paris, uh, 10, 12 hours in Yenman during, yeah. during some time. Oh, so yeah. That sure. was amazing scene of that culture. Uh, compared to, you know, Africa and stuff. Yo, I actually think um, traveling, so you did that in 2001. I actually think Mm -hmm. traveling like that so long ago is way more hardcore than what I do. Because Mm -hmm. traveling now is easy compared to 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Now, there are Airbnbs everywhere. There's Uber or Uber alternatives everywhere. There's super, like supermarkets that have everything internet is all over there's apps that can do anything for you 
Are you worried that you won't speak the language? That's okay. Google Translate translates audio in real time. It translates text in real time. You can hold up your phone to a foreign language. I do this every day. Have it translated right there. I'm in Rome right now. I don't speak Italian. I was wondering, I was buying um, dish soap at the supermarket today. I wasn't sure if it was dish soap or if it was soap for the floor or something else. Mm -hmm. Held my phone up right to it, said dish soap. Oh, okay. And uh, now it's like crazy how easy it is. But I couldn't even imagine traveling and having to use, with oh, Google Maps as well, traveling and having to use like guidebooks and a, and a, like the translation dictionary and um, using, finding like reliable hotels and getting referrals from friends. Like, oh my gosh, it's so easy now. I remember growing up, I'm a little older than you, I can tell already, uh, but we, my mom and dad used to buy those encyclopedias. People come door to door. Oh, encyclopedias too. 30 books. Sure. What you're talking about with your phone is basically this 36 book encyclopedia, you know, for the maps, the translations, and everything like that, where everybody else would be carrying all these books in their backpack, basically. James, I'll tell you, you know, I'm friends with people of all ages. Um, In fact, I, I just started mentoring some kid. He's 21 years old. And, you know, the, the Zoomers, the, the, the Gen Z, they, they don't really appreciate the fact that they have, like, how remarkable it is that they have a universal translator and, like, this universal device in their pockets everywhere that they go. I grew up, I'm, I'm 33, and I grew up having to go to the library to use the Internet. So I still was able to use the Internet, but it, I, I didn't have just the seamlessness that zoomers have and i grew up watching star trek with like universal translator was futuristic technology that could only exist like whatever 500 years in the future Mm -hmm. man (laughs) we've had google translate working well for the last uh six seven years crazy like seven years seven years ago that's a lot less than, than three, than a couple hundred years. And um, you know what? When you think about how much technology has progressed in the last, uh, like, got, in the last couple of decades, man, what's going to be possible in the next few decades? And um, Oh, yes, yes. It's, it's exciting. Gonna, it, it's going to allow us to really focus on ourselves, I think, on improving ourselves more because we won't have to focus on all these all these trivial things like like finding a, a reliable hotel or finding a supermarket and instead we could focus on things that build us up such as meditation or exercise or or learning reading learning a new language even though you can use language apps i still practice like language translation apps I, i'm still teaching myself new languages or, or socializing, social skills, and so many things that can be learned and improved upon. And we have, so, we have time for so much more in our lives. And that's like the magic of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I keep thinking as you're talking, you know, talking about, uh, oh, we say, oh, not Star Wars. What was the other one? Uh, was it Star Wars you Star, mentioned? Star Trek. Star, Star Trek. Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. But did, I you even, watch, I even, did you watch Star Trek? 
I watched some of it. I, I didn't, I'm not one of those Trekkies, they call it, I guess. I, I was a bit of a Trekkie okay. back in the day, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I grew up uh, more with the... Uh, I remember when the first Star Wars came out in the 70s. Yeah. And I remember our, our theater, if you went to the movies and bought your ticket for the 4 o'clock show, which was Star Wars, and you'd have to watch it twice, then you get the third free for show, uh, uh, for free. The, the wow. original new picture comes in and Friday. So we'd get there like at two o'clock or so, go from two to four, four to six, and then here's a new movie. <laughs> and Dude, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tremendous Star Wars fan. And when episode, not of the new movies, I think the the Disney ones are not good, but the, the prequels, which everyone mm-hmm. also hated, um, but I love those prequels. When the prequels came out, I marathoned. This is what I did. I, I watched episode one, The Phantom Menace. I watched episode two. I went to the theater to see episode three. I pretty much cried when Anakin turned to the dark side. Like mm-hmm. I left that theater completely. I was 19 years old, just completely dejected. I was, I was one of the sad. It was just so. I was so sad. And uh, and then I got home, and then I watched like the animated series, and then I watched. Um, I watched episodes four five and six and just marathon and binged I, i'm the same i'm the same way <laughs> well but so what i was getting at with the the star wars and the uh star and the uh no star wars the other one trek uh star trek star trek i don't know why i could not get that in my head but um what i was getting to is you know you're talking about the all the stuff in the future they were using stuff i even go back even further when they had that uh, detective get smart and he's pulling his shoe off using it as a cell phone back then. And uh, Dick Tracy, that. Dick Tracy, you know, using the watch for the first time that I remember, you know, as like an Apple Watch today, you know. Oh, yeah. So in Apple back watches in the, are crazy. <laughs> so it just did. It, it just goes back to what people were thinking fifty years ago and what it's really coming to finally, you know, today. And you know again, what, though? What's, what's even, again in the future yeah. is just so exciting. It's exciting. I don't even want an Apple Watch. I think I think there are limits that that people. Uh, I think people should limit themselves to technology use each day. I think I don't think we're made to handle that much technology. When I use too much technology, when I switch between devices and mm-hmm. apps too often on on my phone. I get a headache and I don't think it's healthy to get messages on your wrist all the time. I think it's, I think it's quite dangerous for mental health. Uh, and I, and I often like to leave my apartment without my phone. I Hmm. think, I think it's very healthy to actually walk around, see something beautiful and not have to take out your phone to take a picture of it and actually just appreciate it with your own eyes and body. People don't know how to do that nowadays. It's crazy. Well, I and to be on your level, I don't have an Apple Watch either. So, All but right. I, I, I'm behind hey. times on that as well, and I'm good with that. And I'm like you. Yeah, we've got to. Yeah, we've got to limit ourselves on this because it's so addictive. Yeah, you know the thing is like life can be even if you don't have a lot of means. I'm not saying if you're totally in poverty. You know, if you're in like a real third world country, mm-hmm. this is a lot harder. But I think if you're middle mid middle class in the United States or even lower middle class, like if you can live with 
even like a decent amount of discipline, your life can be pretty spectacular. And, mm-hmm. and you can get pretty far, especially with the safety net that technology has built in nowadays. Like this isn't, uh, you know, this isn't like 200 years ago, most of us don't have to go to war or even like a hundred years ago. Most of, oh, yeah. most of yeah. us don't have like the, the amount of, of ease that technology has brought to our lives so that we can focus on more important things. I think it's just, I, I yeah, I think it's really great. All right, Edward. Now let's get into, you called yourself a, a fanatic on the self-development Oh, yeah. And so, so let's get into some of this and what got you started in this. And then uh, your meditation and cold showers, what's, uh, you know, what's the purpose of this? So let's go to those. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, right before the show, actually, I took a contrast shower. Mm-hmm. A contrast shower, um, if you don't know what it is, do you know what it is? No, I don't exactly know. I was going to ask, what is a contrast shower? Your contrast shower is a contrast between temperatures. and Sometimes I do only cold showers. Uh, sometimes, though not very often anymore, I'll do only a hot shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a contrast shower, you start it on hot. And what I do is I do my normal hot shower, wash myself. Mm-hmm. My body's all warm. And then I turn the shower to the coldest that it can go. And it's very cold. Mm-hmm. And then you withstand that for a couple of minutes and you switch back to hot. And what happens is you get so relaxed, so in, incredibly, you feel so incredibly peaceful afterwards and your vibe is so authentic and you're, you're just, you feel really nice. Even if there was, there was one day, I think it was like a week ago, I was stressed out about something silly. And uh-huh. I had Most a Most of the time that's what it is, isn't it? That is that's true. Most, Most of the time, time it's, it's stuff, uh, it's, it's not to worry over really, or it's un- out of our control, but still we stress about something. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, well, go here's, ahead. The, here's the thing, James, like, even when it is something serious, it's usually something silly compared to the worries that other people have. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, there are people with so many worse problems. And um, yeah. But uh, so I was stressed out about something silly. I had a call coming up and I took this contrast shower and then I went on the call and it was a call with my co-founder and someone else. And my co-founder was like, Edward, you're so relaxed. There you go. Like, Why are you so relaxed? You're like, you're in a way more relaxed mood than normal. I'm like, yeah, I just, I, I just feel really happy. And, and, Every every time I do a contrast shower, it's it's just a good feeling. So um, yeah, I do those. But I started. Uh, when did you start these type of showers? I started cold exposure three years ago. I was living okay. in Kiev, and uh, a friend of mine does what's called Wim Hof method. And this guy, the Ice Man, the Norwegian Ice Man, he advocates. Um, he advocates. A breathing exercise where you really oxygenate your body. Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't get enough oxygen. We breathe into our chest and not our belly. It's do we the, breathe uh, the wrong way. Yeah, we do the short, shallow breath. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy he advocates this special breathing technique, 
and he also advocates cold exposure. And they kind of go hand in hand because um, with the breathing technique, you have to hold your breath for first a minute, then 90 seconds, and with the longer <laughs> ones, even three minutes. Wow. And I can hold okay. my breath for more than three minutes now. And, uh, and it makes you, it, it helps you control your autonomic nervous system, which mm -hmm. you really need to be able to do in a cold shower. Because if you can't do that, you're going to hyperventilate and you just won't be able to withstand it. The thing about a cold shower or a cold bath it, is it's about surrendering your body and your muscles to the cold. And without practice controlling your autonomic nervous system, it's very difficult to do that. And so the cold shower gives you practice to do that. The breathing gives you practice to do that. It's really about uh, controlling this autonomic nervous system, the, the, your, the automatic functions of your brain when you go into shock. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I got exposed to this three years ago. I tried doing cold showers. It was really hard. And I, I persevered, actually, because I recognized the benefits in it. So I said, okay, I'm going to just start for like a week. I'm just going to turn it on, count to 10, and then, and then switch back to, to hot. And then I, I kept on increasing it. And then I was able to just do normal cold showers. And actually, I was still in Kiev. This was in January this year before the war started. I started a six-month lease in Kiev. I left only 10 days before the war began. And uh, I was doing cold baths in the Ukrainian winter. And these baths were ice cold. And uh, even with my practice, when I started, I could only withstand 45 seconds of a cold bath. And my mm -hmm. body was having a panic attack. I said, why are you doing this to me? Get me exactly, out of here. What exactly, you, exactly. What are you doing? And, uh, and, and I only was able to make it for 45 seconds the first time. And I said, okay, 45 seconds is what I can is what I can do. Let me try to increase that by five seconds. That's my beginning every point. Day. Yeah, every day. Just five seconds. Yeah. And and so I was able to do that and I made it up to three minutes in the cold bath. And I could have gone for longer at that point, but it was like, why? And then I was back home in New York and I was just doing entire cold showers. I wasn't even doing hot. And uh, when I got to Bucharest, I was in Bucharest, Romania before before coming to Rome. Then I started doing the contrast showers after cold, and uh, they're both excellent. I'll probably go back to cold soon. I think with anything in life, you need a bit of variety and spontaneity. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like. I believe in routines. I believe in habits. I believe like we have an app for habit building, but at the same time. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And you Amen, need brother. Spontaneity in your in your life, yeah. Yeah, that goes to uh, exercising. If people keep doing the same thing, same thing, same thing, and I understand, like you said, routines. But if you don't mix it up, you get bored with it, then you get tired yeah. of it, and you stop it. So and then you stop it, yeah, yeah. You, you stop it. So hold on for a second. You did say perseverance. So uh, let me go back here and give you a fist bump. Hey. <laughs> Woo. All right. So, you did say that's to give you a fist bump. All right. Uh, oh, see, yeah, yeah, this is a good. So, uh, so starting in college or right out of college, you're doing all this. And so now what got you, what got you into just wanting to travel? Oh, well, wanting to travel, you know, um, in my early 20s, 
I was, uh, it's kind of funny, but I was a club promoter at um, pretty much the most exclusive clubs in New York City. And I was going out every night from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. dead sober. I, I never, I never really drank. I always actually believed that it was kind of like this training ground. And if I drank, um, it would hinder the life lessons that I got from, from working in this industry. And it's, it was really interesting. You see the, both the best and the worst in people at, when everyone is unhinged in the middle of the night at these, at these clubs. But um, because it was New York City, the melting pot of the world, I, mm-hmm. met, I, I met everyone from everywhere. And I never traveled. Um, I went to school in Boston and living in New York through my 20s, I never traveled. And, and my friends would travel. They'd say, Edward, why, why aren't you traveling? And I said, why would I travel? New York City has everyone and everything. And um, uh, that, makes sense. It, that was my logic. Yeah. Uh, but um, it was in uh, 2018. We like we had our first like really big success with with business. I had had other successes before that, many other successes, but this was our first big monetary success. Um, I had had small monetary success, but this was our first big one. And then one of my co-founders started to travel, and I, I had this FOMO. I'm like, okay, he's traveling, and I haven't traveled, and let me just. Like, let me just see what else is out there. And so I left New York City. I left the United States um, thinking I would travel for maybe three to six months. And uh, I was having a lot of fun. I was still working. And I worked a lot from everywhere that I go, from my laptop. But, but I was enjoying myself. I was jo- enjoying seeing these new places and meeting these different people. So I said, okay, let me let me keep it for a year. I'll travel for for a year. And I was in Kiev when COVID happened. I had a flight actually back home to New York, booked for literally a year exactly after I left. That flight was canceled. And I had this choice. I'm like, okay, should I be in New York City during lockdowns and and get on this um, get on this cramped last minute emergency flight back to New York? Mm-hmm. Or should I stay in my comfortable apartment in Kiev with the friends that I've made here? Um, and uh, I chose Kiev. I didn't want to have to take a cramped emergency flight home, and I didn't want to be in New York during lockdowns. And um, and you know, lockdowns ended up going for a lot longer than people thought. Oh yes, the, everything lasted for a lot longer than people thought. Well, and, Kiev, Kiev, did they not lock down or anything? Though they did, but they didn't do lock lockdowns as hard. There were there were full lockdowns for I think it was two months, uh-huh. but other places were a lot longer. Yeah, it wasn't two and years. A lot more harsh. Yeah, <laughs> and, two years. Yeah. And so so what happened was, as the world rebounded, normally Americans can only spend ninety days out of one hundred and eighty days in Ukraine, and the extension oh, okay. kept getting pushed back. Because, you know, it was an international crisis and, mm-hmm. and uh, the extension kept getting pushed back and I stayed and I stayed and I stayed until I had to leave and uh, I left then for the required amount of time and came back and yeah. Um, so 
that's why I've been gone. That's why I was gone for so long. And uh, then I just became really comfortable with going on flights, going to different places and, and living in different places. And I'll probably stop doing that soon. And uh, yeah, I like, I, I enjoy seeing the new places, but I, I do like the whole slow map thing. And I stay in like one place for a long period of time. Yeah, I got interested in wanting to travel more. But I went to a research center. I got my neck broke playing football and went to a research center in Miami. Uh, they were doing the called Miami Project to help spinal cord injuries try to regain function. And while I was in Miami, I met these other people coming from Trinidad and Cuba yeah. and other places, you know, uh, from the world you know, to get help or whatever uh, at the hospital university down there. And so I just started thinking, well, I wonder if I just get a quarter from them, you know, or something just so I can have the different currencies, you know, just to, just as, as a a memorabilia thing for me, you know, uh, not to spend everywhere, anywhere. And um, yeah, so I was getting a bunch of people. They're just greatly, just kindly just giving me, you know, some of the change and one day, one, one dude come up, I think it was Trinidad and I don't know ex- exactly what the currency, but it was a, a bill and it had like 50,000 on it. And I'm going, Oh man, no, no, I can't take that. Cause I'm thinking $50,000. Uh, he called it yeah. something else. And then he finally told me, he said, no, no, this thing here is worth like a candy bar and a Coke, you know, like yeah. that. And yep. so, so I took it then, but yeah, you know, my mind was going $50,000. No, man, I understand you're rich, but no, 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 no. Yes. Yeah, so that was, that was good. I mean, good for me to, to, to learn that, to know Inflation that. Inflation is crazy. Inflation but but is I was, crazy. I was wild about, you know, how the currency and stuff. And I, 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 so I, different I have a question. I have a question for you on the topic of persons, <laughs> you know, so you said you broke your neck playing football and <laughs> What are some insights that you got that you've gotten during the rehabilitation process? Are you talking good and bad? Anything? Um, I prefer I, I prefer positive insights. Things that you've learned that can that that could be helpful to others. I'm well, not trying only, to, to flip the script, but I'm I'm genuinely no, no, curious. No. You're good. no, 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 no. Um the only thing that I say bad is here, these physical therapists are not paralyzed, and they're trying to tell you what you ought to be doing. Oh no, I, I mean, like, I'm t- I mean, like I, insights, like things that you re- that you've realized. No, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm saying, I'm just saying, when I said good or bad, and you want to pause, I would say the only thing bad I would say is these yeah. therapists trying to tell you what to do, and they're not experiencing it, and then they don't want to listen to you when everybody's still different. Uh, that's the only bad thing I really have to say. The great thing you you learn how resilient you are. Yeah. How determination, perseverance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just you just learn all this stuff. You learn that you could still live a life. You know, I first got hurt, I couldn't move from my neck down. After surgery, I started to move my arms and everything. Wow. Uh, and so then, you know, to learn to redress yourself, to refeed yourself, to get in and out of bed, to learn to drive again. And but it it shows you with the right mindset, you can do it. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you know as well as I do, you get the wrong mindset, and there's plenty of people out there, oh, and that's why they're horrifying. laying. Well, that's why they're laying in bed, being fed and watered like a plant, 
watching the same TV show the whoever's with them because they can't change the channel with their own hands because they hadn't practiced doing it. Uh-huh. And so I'm just blessed that I'm where I'm at today and, and going. And I contribute a lot of it to, uh, uh, I believe there's a God and I believe he put me where I needed to be with the family I'm at because they were hard-headed like me. Because I was, uh, they told me, my family to put me in a nursing home at, at 19 years old, wow. that I would be too much of a burden for them to provide care. And so fortunately they were hard-headed. I was hard-headed that we didn't follow that rule. And yeah. So you persevered. You know what? Um, a friend that I made while traveling, I, I, I'll keep the, I'll keep the story nebulous, but um, good friend. And uh, he is a very, um, he goes hard with everything that he does. And he is one of just the most determined people that I've met. Uh, like if he says he's going to do something, you know, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so we were in this country. Um, it wasn't the greatest of countries. Well, it's a pretty great country, but it was like there were, we were in a country. It's a great mm-hmm. country. I love this country. Can't say the name. I can't say who my friend is, but mm-hmm. he went to a party one night and I wake up the next morning. He had invited me to this party and I decided not to come. And I wake up at 6 a.m., can't sleep, check my phone. He tells me he's been stabbed. He tells me his hand has been cut off. Mm. And it was a bit of an exaggeration, but it was still pretty bad. He was stabbed in the wrist. His father's stopwatch prevented the blade from cutting into his wrist fully. Mm -hmm. um, And he probably would have died. And his hand was cut in half by this blade. His middle finger was cut off. And he went to the hospital in, in, this, in this place, and there wasn't the greatest hospital care there. And uh, he was there for a few days. Finger was put on ice, and he was bandaged. He went back to where he's from and had a lot of surgeries, had the finger stitched back on. And, um, he was told that he, I told him when I was taking him to the airport, I told him, I said, listen, I like, I believe, I believe in you. And I believe that you can maintain, uh, a hundred percent mobility. And, um, so he went back, he had all these surgeries. This was maybe a year, this was just a bit over a year ago, a year and and maybe like three Mm -hmm. months, four months. The doctors told him, yeah, maybe like you'll get, I think it was like 50% mobility back. And every month he would go in and show progress and they'd be like, I don't know how you're doing this. I don't know how you're doing this. And it's, you know, a year and four months later and he's probably at, 80%. 80%. Yeah. And I think he'll be back in the next year. I think he'll be back. He's still young. I think he'll be back to uh, like 95, maybe a hundred. I don't think a hundred is possible, but I could see 95. And yeah. yeah. And I like modern medicine a lot, but also, you know, doctors, I guess they have to keep expectations low. Um, I think it's, it's quite important 
And, and, you know, if you keep surpassing expectations too, then you believe that you can continue to surpass expectations. That's like the beauty of these little positive milestones. But um, it is, it's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. It's remarkable. Our our mind and body can do far more than what we Far more. Far more we comprehend at that time. And I'm like you, the doctors. I think they tell you the worst. They prepare you for the worst. Yeah, they have Uh, to. They don't, yeah. Because if you go, oh, I've seen other people like this, and they've gained, and then if you don't get where they're telling you, then they're worried about lawsuits. Yeah. So they, they're worried about they're worried about lawsuits, but also actually think it could be um, it could deter you because you're making prog- you feel like you're making progress too slow. But if they really set expectations low, and then you surpass those expectations, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's why I'm like, winning. I, it, I'm winning. Yeah, yes, I'm winning, yep. and I'm going to keep winning. Yep. So uh, I remember I went to this uh, one uh, vocation rehab for you and it was a training for disabled people to get a training to get a job later. And so I took his one aptitude test with the uh, uh, counselor there. And my goal at that time, I wanted to come back to where I live and go to our two-year community college. And according to his study, his test that he gave me that I wouldn't complete it and achieve it. And I went back uh, to him after I got my master's degree, which he had, and told him, you know, your test was kind of wrong. Oh, yeah, they're not perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Yeah, they're not perfect. So, yeah, I said a piece of paper may tell you some things, but it doesn't give you what the person's will and, you know, the determination what they really want to do in life. So, oh, I mean, yeah, testing, testing for like those kinds of tests. I just uh, when like even if you're bad at something, one of the most important traits that a human can have is perseverance. It is determination. And I. I am a strong believer that anybody can be good at pretty much anything. Uh, if you small, if if you small chunk practice, and you do it daily for long periods of time, that progress, that practice, compounds, and the effects that you see. People, the problem is like people have trouble really thinking in in long periods of time they don't mm-hmm. really deeply think about what can happen in two years if they keep at it day after day after day after day after day and so they abandon things really fast and these things otherwise would have been lucrative so if you think of things from a long-term perspective from a compounding perspective and you apply like i think people in finance think like this all the time but they don't apply it to to your to their lives and if you apply this to your life to your health to your wellness Mm -hmm. to your mind to your learning to your knowledge to 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 things that you're practicing the results will will not can will be tremendous i agree with you and in my my example i tell other people is i don't care what's put out there if you really want to learn how to do that you can do it Yes. I mean, it's, it's, I don't care if it's rocket science or digging a hole and how many feet you got to go deep or whatever it is, because if it's man-made, it's capable of learning. It just determines if you want to learn My whatever that is. My friend had his freaking finger cut off 
and he can move his fingers now like this, like yeah, like and that that was a year and a, a year and a half ago, man. Like he was actually he was a bodybuilder too, so he had to stop lifting. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a he had a great physique. See and, that 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 when you tell me that now, that gives me more insight on how he was able to get his finger back working like it is. Because I man, to bodybuild, look at all the you know perseverance and determination and oh, yeah, willpower, oh, the working man. out, the mental aspect of it. Uh, yeah. So once you you tell me that, that gives me a big picture on how he was able to uh, get that finger going. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, bodybuilders have so much discipline. I used to be somewhat of a bodybuilder, actually, in my early 20s. And then eventually I, I realized that I would take rather use that discipline for something more productive in my life because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm too much of an ectomorph to ever compete in, like, the IFBB really seriously. And um, I was spending a lot of time in the gym and I, mm-hmm. I also just felt like I'd rather work out to be healthy than work out to look better than everybody. I, I didn't like that mindset. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, oh, oh, the amount of discipline that oh, yeah. bodybuilding For takes. That? Oh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Not, not that I'm uh, ever trying to be a bodybuilder, but I have no, been. No, I, I did. It's but, I, but, I, but I've been on the uh, building of a banana split before. And so, <laughs> so just to put a little humor in there, so the building of a banana split for me. So, <laughs> all right, um, Edward, this has been amazing. I, I, I would love to hear more stories just where you've been. I actually found out about two last year that uh, I was a teacher for a while and I met this gentleman, re-met him. And he said that his daughter was in my classroom when I was teaching. And she's one of them. It's her and her husband's got a YouTube channel with 2 million followers and they travel the world. Yeah. So YouTube is paying them to go all over the place. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, YouTube's great. Actually, funny enough, um, I, w- I was viral on YouTube. So I've had hundreds of millions of views on YouTube. I've been on some of the biggest TV shows in the United States, like Good Morning America, The mm-hmm. Today Show 2020. But the trick to YouTube nowadays, it's like everything that we've been discussing for the last, for the duration of the show. And it's literally, it's, it's just putting in the work every day. And YouTube rewards, rewards creators who put out a video each day. If you can put out, it's like pretty much any platform. If you can put out content every day, you get rewarded. And YouTube is no different, and the, reward, the rewards are very high. And so if you want to, you, you, wouldn't, you, will, you won't see success at first, but then the algorithm will start showing you to people after the first month, and then it'll do, show you to more after the second month. And, uh, yeah, consistency, consistency, like everything in life, it's, it's key. And, and YouTube is no different. Well, and I was going to say, it's just like the name of the show. We got to persevere to uh, to be yes. able to get through it. And then also what the Southern people say here is you got to hang in there like a, a hair in a biscuit. So uh, <laughs> a hair in a biscuit. That's a kind of, it's kind of hang gross. in like a hair in a biscuit. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's a Southern slang. Wow. So, all right, Edward. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Uh, I would like to stay in touch with you and, maybe get some uh, further details later on and 
I guess more on the, the, the this was you. so fun. I'm happy to come back on whenever. I, I've enjoyed the conversation again. I, I again, I would like to be more of a traveler, and so maybe as I get older and got uh, to me being in a wheelchair, someone to go with me. Uh, my brother, he'll be retiring maybe seven or eight years. Maybe I'll talk him into doing some traveling. So uh, from there. So all right, Edward. Hey, appreciate it, man. Hey, give us a. Uh, any social media websites, anything that anybody can get a hold of you, maybe chat with you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here. We have we have a product um, that incentivizes you using social accountability and loss aversion um, to actually stick with daily challenges and habits so you can improve yourself every day. It's called Commit Club. Okay. Commitclub.co. You can you can Pick a daily challenge, like 15 minutes daily meditation, 15 minutes daily journaling, 30 burpees every day. You can name your friends who get daily progress on your challenge. If you're not doing your challenge, then they can remind you. They can nudge you. Hey, like you didn't there do you your go. burpees today. You didn't journal. Then you can accountability also, partners. Uh, yes, accountability partners. You can put money where your mouth is. You can say $100 oh, yeah. that I do this challenge. And Every day that you do your challenge, you get a portion of your money back. And if you don't do your challenge, whatever you lose gets distributed to everybody else who's doing their challenges. So you can make money working on yourself as well. There you go. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that's commitclub.co. And I'm very vocal on Twitter talking about all the progress that we make with the app um, and about life in general. And uh, my Twitter is Edward underscore Sturm. My DMs are open. I love to hear from anyone, anytime. And uh, you can find me on LinkedIn too. I like I like talking to people. So reach out to me with whatever, whatever you want. I could tell you're one of them with the southerner people. Southerner people would say again, you've never met a stranger. I could tell. So uh, uh, I've been yeah, very relaxed yeah, yeah. talking with you. Yeah, I've been very relaxed and, and talking and and learning from here a little bit. And I'll take that information you put in and I'll put it in the show notes to make it easier for people to come find you as well. So thank you. Hey, Edward, I, really, uh, I really like no, that. Ahead. I've never met a, I've never met a stranger. Yeah. Cause I, I, I like to see the best in people. And that is a fault. I hate to say it's a fault of mine that I try to see the best of people. And when I went to go get my service dog in Orlando, a friend of mine that we've known for 40 years breaks in my house and steals $9,000 out of the house oh, and what? trash the house and everything else looking. And so, yeah, so I, even though, yeah, well, it's like, that's the I, bad instinct. I, I've, I've I mean, been, I'm glad I've, I have I've it really because I prefer, I prefer being friends, making friends and yeah. looking and going, what's he going to do to me? So. Oh, I, well, I think the I think people who believe in others get the best opportunities, and I think also with practice, you learn to not take unnecessary risks with people with, with certain types of people. I've been stolen to as well. I've had someone squat in in an apartment that mm-hmm. I had, lost a lot of money from that. This was a person who's a friend, and um, you just you stop making, or I've let money to friends who promised to give it back and they never oh, yeah. never did and and eventually you just you you learn you 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 stop make that's the thing about doing doing things all the time is that you improve and you get better at them it's the beauty of life and uh, what you mentioned about the, the money lending borrowing uh, uh-huh. I'm, uh yeah, dave yeah. ramsey i don't know if you heard no dave ramsey but his thing is 
never loan a friend or family money because their Thanksgiving dinners taste different when someone owes you money and they're not paying you. Well, here's uh, and here's, he, said, uh, he suggests that if you have the money and you don't need it, give it to them. That way, you don't have to worry about it coming back. Well, That's what yeah. he said. Or you just say, "No, I, I can't do that because I don't want to yes. ruin our friendship." Or, yeah, yeah. In that, in, in in if you give if you ever give a friend money, anyone money. Uh, my friend said this to me like long time ago when I was considering to give someone money, and and uh, if you give that person money, you just see it as a gift. It's a gift. And yeah. You shouldn't expect you shouldn't even if the person says they're going to give it back, you shouldn't expect to get it back. Yeah. And you just see it as a gift. And then if you can't do it, just say you just say no, sorry. Yeah, exactly. And so then then it's back on their ball court if they say if they don't want to be if they don't want to be friends with you because you won't give them money, then like I Yeah, exactly. Know. Exactly. So all right, Edward. So we learned a little piece of tidbit right there as well. All right. Hey, you know, there's people hurting and struggling out there. If you can give us a positive message to help them get through today, it'd be awesome, man. Positive message. If you small chunk your goals into daily bite-sized practice, you can do anything that you want. Think long-term, not short-term. And in a couple of years, you'll have everything that you desire. It sounds too good to be true until you start doing it and making progress, which doesn't even take too long. And then you realize that it's true. There we go. Do the jigsaw puzzle one piece at a time. And uh, what's the thing? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You can't how, do you walk, yeah. how do you walk your uh, thousand miles one step at a time? One step like at a time, one bite at a time. I'm all about breaking it down. Yes. Yeah, I'm all about breaking it down. Get yeah. a bunch of wins and attaboys and to keep you going strong. Consistent daily practice is everything. Yes, sir. All right, Ever, thank you for being here. Hey, uh, everybody else, hey, if you know someone uh, wants to travel or learn more, uh, go ahead and uh, hit up uh, Edward here. And again, I'll have the information in the show notes. Uh, is that it? Yeah, we're doing well. Edward, again, thank you for being here, man. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, and I want to hang in with you. And uh, yeah, maybe we get together uh, later on again. This this has been interesting for me anyway. So, all right, everybody else. Hey, I'm Dr. James Perdue, the Professor of Perseverance. Thank you for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. Do something today, tomorrow something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.